Hello and welcome to Just Jets episode number 140. What is going on? I am Matt O'Leary, going to be hanging out with you for the next little bit. Don't you love it? We have a new logo. We have some a new intro, some new branding, a little bit of a change up. And want to shout my guy Kevin from St. Saxon Sound for the new intro. I uh, worked with him the last little bit working on this and uh, just wanted to give a shout out to him. Uh, he has a YouTube channel where uh, they do like different kind of playlists. For instance, I've been really big into the Aaliyah St. Saxon lo-fi playlist. It's super relaxing. I put it on when I am editing videos or editing this podcast even. Uh, I'll have it on in the background. That's really nice to have while I'm doing some work. Uh, they even have a Halloween playlist going on right now. So if you're into that kind of thing, Halloween is coming up. Uh, so it might be worthwhile uh, to check out. So just want to thank him and St. Saxon Sound. All their, their information's in the description. They'll be in the description going forward. Uh, but just want to thank them for the beautiful logo and uh, new intro here. Uh, lovely, lovely stuff. We have a big episode to get into today uh, where we're going to be talking about why the New York Jets need to get some revenge against those New England Patriots. Uh, we'll get into your voicemails talking about the 5-2 and two Jets, some unfortunate uh, injury news for the New York Jets as both Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker are done for the season. The Jets make a trade. They bring in James Robinson, a deal that I really like. A lot, but before we get into today's episode, I mean, you guys should know the drill by now. It is scary season, spooky season. Mike and my Michael Myers sure is scary, but the last thing you need is to be hairy this Halloween. Luckily, our friends at Manscaped launched their fourth generation performance package to make sure your pumpkins get the ultimate carving experience on this spooky, spooky day. Turn your bite-sized treat into a king-sized candy bar and join the 6 million men now, 6 million men who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with my code JETS20, that is J-E-T-S-2-0 for 20% off and free shipping. Get yourself something nice. It is trick or trim. Let's hop into the episode today. I'm excited about it as, uh, Literally, my note is Jets Revenge on Patriots. And last night, or I guess two days ago, by the time you were listening to this, the New England Patriots played on Monday Night Football against the Chicago Bears, a game in which most people anticipated uh, the, the doors getting blown off for the Chicago Bears. Justin Fields hasn't been playing great, although he played pretty good the other night. And, uh, well, the New England Patriots did not look very good as they lost in their own building 33 to 14. Now, Mac Jones made his return for the New England Patriots. He threw six passes, three of six, 13 yards, 2.2 yards per attempt. He threw a pick. In comes Bailey Zappi. Oh, everybody's favorite hero, man. The next Tom Brady. Yeah, 14 to 22, a buck 85, one touchdown, but three turnovers, two picks, and a fumble. If the New York Jets defense plays like it has the last few weeks, Good luck to whoever the hell Bill Belichick decides to start, whether it be Mac Jones, whether it be Bailey Zappi. That's the thing. I don't think Bill trusts either of them right now. Obviously, he had an incredibly quick hook with Mac Jones, said he was going to be using both of them in the second half. He didn't. He, he stuck with Bailey Zappi, who uh, was downright atrocious. And their running game, game didn't really get going with uh, Stevenson, only averaging three and a half yards a carry. Uh, you had Damian Harris rush three times for eight yards. And the last couple of times these Jets played the New England Patriots, 
really stuck out to me and really rubbed me the wrong way. And it's time for the New York Jets to get their revenge on these Patriots. If you remember, specifically the last time these two teams played, it was an ugly, ugly, ugly game. Ugly game. 54-13. to And Zach Wilson got hurt on a borderline dirty play. Some people say dirty. Some people say clean hit. You be the judge of that. But the offensive line didn't do anything for him when he went down with injury, which was bizarre. But that was the 2021 Jets. Pats also ran up the score. 54-13. to Game was out of hand, and Bill Belichick did not stop. Did not let up the gas. In the third quarter, they were up 34-13. But you'd have a Damian Harris touchdown run, a J.J. Taylor one-yard run, and then another J.J. Taylor one-yard run. 54 with 259 left in the game. They scored a touchdown. You serious? That's what we're doing? Okay. Robert Salas said that he wants to keep receipts. And while I was critical of him at the time, he has done a good job of backing that up, whether it be Tyreek Hill's comments from before the season, whether it be the Green Bay Packers deciding to play the Jets instead of getting a bye week after their trip to London. This is the big one for me. Obviously, winning a divisional game against Miami was big. You snapped that streak. But this is, there's a pretty big streak against the Miami Dolphins right now. Uh, the New England Patriots, excuse me. The Jets are 0 for their last 10. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21. Oh, 12. I can't do math. Shocker. Jets haven't won a game against the New England Patriots since week 16, 2015. I was in the building. Eric Decker, overtime. We know the drill. We know what happened. Ryan Fitzpatrick, magical year. The Jets win, improve to get to 10-5 and on the year before their final game in week 17. We know what happens then. We don't have to talk about it. But that's a long, long, long time ago for the New York Jets for their last win over the New England Patriots. And in most recent history, you had last year the home opener against New England where the Jets stunk up the joint. Uh, Zach Wilson threw four interceptions, one of his worst games as a pro. One of his worst games as a pro. And then this, this last one. Right now, the New England Patriots are reeling. They are three and four. They are in last place in the AFC East. Nobody has a clue who their quarterback is right now. Who would have thought of the entire 2021 rookie class for, for quarterbacks that it would be Mac Jones taking a seat first? This is the guy that they were yelling and screaming should have won rookie of the year, even though Jamar Chase had a historic season. Because he led him to the playoffs. Mac Jones, he's the answer in New England. Until Bailey Zappi showed up. And gave you, what, a game? Did his best Mike White impression? And now he he's the answer long-term. Forget your quarterback he took in the first round last year. There's been some ugly ones. 28-14, New England over the Jets to end the 2020, uh, 2020 season. 33-zip in 2019. That was the seeing ghosts game. 
30 to 14. Jamal Adams interception game. Remember that one? No Sam Darnold. In 2018, he had the 38 3 game. 27 13. 26 6 to uh, close out 2017. Or on New Year's Eve 2017. 24 17 loss in October. The Jets gave him a little bit of a fight in that game. Oh, how about this beauty? Christmas Eve 2016. I was hung over that day. Watched the Jets get blown out 41 to 3. 22 17 loss in November 2016. Those are the losses that we've seen. Very rarely has it been a tight game against these New England Patriots. Not anymore. That's changing. I understand Elijah Vera Tucker's out. That's big. Brees Hall is out. That's big. I don't hear the excuses for this game. There's no reason that you can't be competitive with the New England Patriots in your home building. Not a single reason. I don't care about those injuries with how good this New York Jets defense is. Right now, they are a top 10 defense in the NFL. They have wildly exceeded my expectations. Everyone wanted Jeff Ulbrich gone earlier this year. He's been fantastic. Fantastic for the New York Jets. And this Jets defense, I think, should be able to do just enough. I think they'll be able to do fine against those quarterbacks, whichever one starts. And sure, am I a little bit nervous about Zach Wilson in this game? I guess, but when you watch what Justin Fields did this past week, there's no reason for, for Zach Wilson not to show up. With his two running backs of Michael Carter and James Robinson, that's a fine duo. With Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore back this week, and we'll have to see about Corey Davis, but you brought in two tight ends for a reason. You have Braxton Berrios still. He might have to throw a little bit more this week. He wasn't good against Denver. That's not breaking news. And he wasn't that good against Green Bay. But he was fine against Miami. And he was great in the fourth quarter against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Win a big game at home against arguably your biggest rival, at least in my eyes, to my generation. Other generations might say the the Miami Dolphins. And I get that. My opinion, the biggest rival, the team that I hate the most, the team that ran up the score on you 54 to 13 last year. Remember that. It was the game where Zach Wilson got hurt, derailed the Jets season. They embarrassed you. They thought so low of you that they ran up the score. And that's not uncommon for Bill. He does that constantly. He hates the Jets, and we hate him. And it's time for the New York Jets to get it in gear at home in their own building on a four game win streak. They're the hotter team right now. They're the better team right now. And they have more depth than the New England Patriots. Yes, New England has the best coach of all time. And they're running on the coattails of a 20 plus year run. But that's not this year's Patriots. They are three and four and have a massive quarterback issue right now. They have no idea who the quarterback is. Not a single clue. And we'll see. It's a big test for this Jets team. If they are serious about making the playoffs, which yes, that is a legitimate conversation. At 5-2, and two, you could talk about being a playoff team. If the season ended today, 
the Jets would be the five seed. The first wild card spot in the AFC. Win this game against New England. And then, sure, you have a tough test against Buffalo. Well, you worry about Buffalo the next week after that. Whatever happens then, happens then. But you can compete with this New England team. You can't get pushed over. You can't lose 25-6 in your own building. You can't lose 30-27 to in your own building. You can't lose 38-3 in your own building. Win this game. They can do it. Unfortunately, as I mentioned... Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker are done for the year. Brees Hall was someone that I was very interested in on Mojo, but I wanted to talk to you about two other guys that I've been keeping my eye on on Mojo, the stock exchange for sports players. They recently added college football, but the two guys I want to talk about are the other two running backs now that Brees Hall is out. Michael Carter is down a little bit this week, down 4.28%. And I think now's the time to get in on him as... He is going. His touches are going to go up. He's going to get more opportunities with Brees Hall out. And James Robinson, he's up. He's up 5.49% in his new uh, new area. Obviously, hasn't gotten a ton of use down the stretch a little bit here with, uh, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. They move on. Thank you very much. Joe Douglas flips Blake Cashman's pick for James Robinson. It could turn into a fifth, but I love that. Good move from Joe Douglas. I'm excited. Let's get into those voicemails here on Just Jets. All right. We are going to go out to Tom calling in from New York, and he wants to talk about Zach Wilson's lack of production so far. Hey, Matt. Uh, my name's Tom. I'm calling from Corning, New York. What's up, man? And, uh, I was just calling in to see uh, what your thoughts were on uh, on the situation with Zach uh, in regards to his performance this year. So I like the way that he came out last year playing – uh, against, you know, like throwing the ball like crazy, uh, kind of throwing caution to the wind and not really protecting the ball like he should have. I think he got a dose of what the NFL was like. And we saw that as a tail end of last year, you know, he got really safe with the ball. And I think we've seen that this year coming out also. You know, I think there's a pretty stark contrast with how he came out last year, how he's coming out this year. Um, I think he's trying to be too safe with the football. And I think that that might be some of it, which I'm fine with if that's the case because it's better to be safer with the ball and then ease your way into being a little bit, you know, to test your boundaries a little bit at a time. I think that's the smarter approach probably, and that's, I think, intentional on on the uh, part of the coaching staff and on Zach. Um, But another part of it that I'm wondering is if maybe there's a situation with the play calling. I've heard Salah talk about, you know, his how he kind of views the uh, quarter-by-quarter chess game of play calling in the NFL like you come in with the first quarter with your you know predetermined plays that you're going to do and then the second quarter is kind of seeing how that works out you go into half and you you know make the adjustments and in the fourth quarter is when you really hope to be able to take off because you've analyzed what's gone on throughout that game and I almost think that maybe Mike LaFleur is better at uh, making in-game adjustments and seeing what is actually happening on the field and making adjustments to that, then maybe he is predicting what might be coming in the first, uh, you know, from the game plan of the opponent in the first quarter or two. And so I think it's a common Zach's production situation. Maybe if he's, you know, being too cautious with the ball, which is good, and also possibly a play call game, game planning uh, situation with uh, MLF there. Um, so I just want to get your opinion on that. I appreciate uh, all the content. And I uh, look forward to hearing your answer. Bye. 
Thank you so much, Tom, for calling in. Yeah, I think a part of it has to, I think it's a little bit of everything, to be honest with you. One, he isn't throwing the ball as much. 21, 18, and 26 passes the last three weeks. I thought he was good against Miami. 14 and 21, which is a 66.67 completion percentage, 210 yards, a 99.3 rating. Uh, no passing touchdowns. He did have a rushing touchdown, um, and he had 10 passing yards per attempt. Last, uh, against Green Bay, excuse me, 10 of 18, uh, 55.56 completion percentage, 110 yards, 73.8 rating, no touchdowns, no picks, 6.11 yards per attempt. His worst game, 16 to 26, 61.54 completion percentage, 121, zero touchdowns, zero picks, a 72.8 rating. Um, I think, I think obviously think that he's going to have to pass a little bit more. Uh, we can't see the low to mid twenties forever, but that's kind of how the game plan was going. When you are up big in the second half, you don't need to throw the football. Um, he also in Denver, a negative for him was he, he missed some throws that he needed to make. He did. He just flat out did. And I think he, uh, tried to spin out and, uh, buy some time and extend plays a little bit too much. Uh, and that scared me slightly, but he has 17 career starts. 17. I'm not. I'm not out on on Zach yet. If you want to be, that's. And I'm not saying you and uh, Tom, but just you in general, whether the the listener, the commenter, whatever. Because there's a bit, there's a lot of Zach, you know, discourse. I'm sure there are going to be a ton of other Zach calls on this show. Uh, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Does he need to be better? Yes. Does he need to throw more touchdown passes? Absolutely. He only has one so far through four games. Get one this week. Maybe get two this week. And then you're starting to look, uh, feel a lot better about those numbers. And hopefully they continue to go up from there. Let's go to Maine Jet. He wants to talk about the Jets maybe getting double-digit wins. It's possible. Hi, Matt. This is Maine Jet. I just wanted to quickly discuss, uh, well... It's my feeling that this team can win as much as 11 or 12 games. Now, that may sound absurd to, to anyone on the outside, but really this team is playing very, very well, and the only thing that's holding us back is Zach Wilson currently. If Zach picks up his game and starts to play better, with the way that they're currently playing and not turning the ball over and scoring early and often and we're getting contributions from all three phases – Look at it. Really, we only have four playoff teams left, two against the Patsies and two against uh, uh, the Bills. And that's that's the rest of the playoff teams that we face on this schedule. Now, obviously, looking back at the schedule, you could say that the next four or five or six games, that's the upcoming hardest part of our schedule. As much as we thought it was the AFC North at the beginning of the season, now we're reaching – the part where, where it's the hardest, because the, the Patriots we haven't beaten in seven years. The Bills we haven't beaten in I, I don't know how long either. I mean, and the fact is they were always better teams than us. Now, I look at it, and I think the Jets are clearly a better team on paper than the Patriots. I think that they can win both of those games, but Bill Belichick will have something to say to that. He's definitely going to shut down our running game. And he's definitely going to take away one of our top receivers. I'm not sure whether it'll be Garrett Wilson or Corey Davis at this point, but we need to learn how to do that. And that's going to require Zach to hit more weapons, hit more running backs out of the backfield, hit other receivers in stride, um, and the defense obviously to do their job and control the Patriots offense. 
But I just want to know your thoughts along those lines. I think it's possible for us to win 11 or 12 games. I don't expect us to beat Buffalo, okay? Um, and at that point, that'll elevate us up to, to four losses right there. And then I'm thinking there's at least one more loss in there. I was thinking more than likely the Miami game. Okay. But we have the con- uh, we have the possibility of winning as much as 11 or 12 games, and I want to know your thoughts. Thanks. Main Jet, thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate it. The Jets are sitting at 5-2 and two with 10 games left. They need to go to 5-5 five and five the rest of the way to reach double-digit wins. If they go 6-4... and four, then they are at 11 and obviously 7 and 3. Then you're at 12 and so on and so forth. You have, I'll give you every game the remaining the rest of the way New England at home, Buffalo at home, the bye week, New England on the road, Chicago at home, Minnesota on the road, Buffalo on the road, Detroit on the road, ja- oh no, excuse me, Detroit at home, Jacksonville at home, Seattle on the road, Miami on the road. Can you go, let's say, uh, let's throw the two Buffalo games out as losses. So that's four losses right there. Can you split with New England? Now, I would love a sweep, right? Of course I would love a sweep. But as Maine Jet says, the Jets haven't beaten them in seven years. Get one. Get one. That's an improvement. So then that is five losses on the year. Chicago at home, you got to beat Chicago at home. Minnesota on the road, that's a winnable game. You could lose that one, but Detroit and Jacksonville, the four games that I really look at uh, after the bye, the Bears, the Lions, the Jaguars, and the Seahawks. Those are four teams that the Jets should beat. Now, I know Seattle is they're off on this this incredible start to the year. Um, and the Jets, we mentioned it when they were in Denver. They don't usually play well on the West Coast. But those are four games that I think the Jets could win. That gets you to nine right there. Miami. Uh, not Miami. Uh, the New England. One from New England is five. That gets you to 10-7. Can you steal one from the Dolphins? Can you steal one from the Vikings? That's how you really put this team over the top. I don't know if I'm at the 11 or 12 mark like you are but 10 wins really isn't that crazy after a 5 and 2 start it's not there's some winnable games coming forward and there's some tough games mixed in buffalo is extremely tough i think they are the best team in football so we'll see josh from idaho is calling and he wants to talk about zach wilson's play on sunday the and the offensive line okay hey matt this is josh from idaho what's and up man like i said i always just call in talk about Zach Wilson after the game and uh, I don't want to hear no slander from him again like he did what he needed to do I get it there were some throws behind some receivers but again no mistakes like Brett Rippon lost the Broncos the game Zach's not doing that Zach is just managing the game he's making sure it's getting run smooth but holy hell Dwayne Brown was awful today Every time Zach would make a play or a good run, holding, false start, like, holy cow. And the line did Zach no favors today. No. Freaking ridiculous, man. But you, you got to give it to the kid. Like, I get it. His stats aren't there. Like, his stats are nowhere there. He's nowhere near perfect, but he's doing what he needs to do. 
So I just want to get your your opinion on that, man. And uh, go Jets. Yeah, you know, there were absolutely throws that he left on the table. And I think, personally, I think this was his worst game. I know he had the, the two picks against... Uh, against the Steelers, and I believe that's his worst passer rating game yet was 59.0. But I think the Denver game was by far his worst game this year and one of his worst games as a Jet. Uh, Looking at his career game logs, that to me is one of of his worst performances. Um, uh, New England last year was bad. The Denver game also was pretty bad last year, although he threw the ball 35 times that day. Um but once he returned from injury, there really weren't many games like that at all. Um, Houston one wasn't great, but then the the Philadelphia game was a very good one. New Orleans tough didn't turn it over. Miami was okay. Did he have a rushing touchdown in that Miami game. He did. Yeah, that was an that was an okay day. Jacksonville game was pretty good. The uh, Tampa Bay game, I thought, was his best. And then the Buffalo game was an awful circumstance for that everyone. And he didn't throw, throw a pick. 87 passing yards on 20 attempts and 35 uh, completion percentage was is atrocious. He was hit, what was it, 17 times in that game? It was something absurd, but um, I think he has to be better. I think he will be better. I really expect him to hit his stride after the bye, but with how Justin Fields looked against Miami this past, I just keep saying that, against New England this past week, I think he could be okay. I think Zach could be fine, and I think if he starts adding some touchdown passes in and con- continues to play turnover-free football, then, then it looks like the Jets have something here. So I'm not out on him yet. I know a lot of people are very upset with Zach Wilson. We'll see what happens with him going forward. Next up, no name on this call, but let's uh, let's show some love to the special teams. Hey, Matt. I'm calling after the win. I'm feeling good about the Jets, but I heard the news about Brees Hall, and it sounds like he's ACL. sounds like he's out, which yep. is really bad. First, I want to give a shout-out to Greg Zerline and Braden Mann. After week one, I was saying we should just cut the guy, pick up any punter, but He's been great. After It was like week two, he threw that fake punt pass, and after that, he started playing good. So I think the guy just wanted the ball. And, <laughs> he and has been very good. He's been playing great. Those are the MVPs of the game in my eyes, those two. But I want to say, if Brees Hall is out for the year, I think we should make a trade. Um, the first name that came to my head was Kareem Hunt. He's on a, This is the last year of the contract. He's going to walk. The Browns just traded a bunch of picks. And are going to need some. And I don't think, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know the asking price. But if it's a middle round pick, I would take a flyer on him. Because we got a good te- we got a good defense. And we're 5-2. and two. We should make the playoffs. And once you're in, any anything could happen. So I think it's important that we try to make a playoff push. And besides that, I don't know. I think we should make a trade if it's, we don't get a running back to try to get a receiver. I was really high on the receivers coming into this year, but it just looks like guys don't get open. And if we're going to do this without Bree, we need people getting open. Um, I, I don't know who to get in that terms, but I'm down for a trade. Um, 
I'd have to look at the names and stuff, but yeah, just call them to say that. Thanks, man. No problem. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for calling in. Obviously, uh, James Robinson was added after this call. Happy about that. Love that deal for the New York Jets, and I don't think they're done. I think uh, it's possible that they could trade for an offensive lineman, whether that be a Conklin. I think Laramie Tunsil's a name that's going to get brought up a ton. That's probably a little bit unlikely, at least in my opinion, but um, because of the the cap number and the, the big money that is tied to him going forward. But uh, I'm glad that the Jets added James Robinson. Um, I think he is going to be... And, uh, an extremely important piece for this team down the stretch. Uh, I love that he's an RFA. You can bring him back next year for relatively cheap, or if you assign a ten, uh, you know, a, a something on him, and a team signs him, you get a draft pick back. Well, it sounds like a win-win to me. I think he sticks though, especially if Brees Hall's uh, return carries over into next year. I hope it doesn't, but if it does, then I mean, I mean, worst case scenario or best case, actually, let's do that. Base, best case scenario, you have a running back room of. Brees Hall, Michael Carter, and James Robinson. All 25 years or younger. That's fantastic. I love it. Uh, next up, who's this? Uh-oh, we have a Pennywise calling? Oh, boy. Hello, back. It is your old friend, Pennywise the Dancing Clown. Boy, what a game last Sunday. But I'm looking forward forward to this Patriots game because uh. I do not fear the Patriots. They are 8-18 against teams over 500 since winning the Super Bowl 53. That's a good and stat. In those games, they allow 344 yards of offense per game and have given up on average 24 points per game. If you fear that team, you fear that team, you are fool. Very foolish. <clears throat> Sorry, I can't keep that up much longer. But yeah, <laughs> messing with you. I said keep it special. But yeah, like I said, the Patriots do not be quality opponents anymore. <laughs> That's all and. For the Tim Curry fans out there, I'll do I'll on this. Do you have Prince Albert in a can? We have let the poor guy out. That's all go Jets. <laughs> One of a kind that Vinny from Peak Skill is. Wow. Uh some good stats there from our friend Pennywise the Cloud. Things you just absolutely love to see. Um I think the Jets take care of business. I don't expect them to put up much offense. And I think Zach Wilson has a much better game this week. And I think he quiets some of the, uh, some of the crowd right now. Let's do Constantine calling in from Florida. How do you follow up Pennywise? Constantine, let's do your best. Matt, my man, it's Constantine from Florida. Matt, I got to tell you, I feel good today. But in all honesty, brother... When does a win feel like a loss? Mm. Even though we beat the Broncos yesterday, our defense played outstanding. Our defense is really starting to come together, and they're starting to really make other teams notice. But the Brees Hall situation, I just can't get my mind around it right now. Sucks. I hope we don't lose him for the season. And if we do, we're just going to have to step up and play big. 
We're going to have to use our tight ends more. Zach is not turning the ball over, which is a good sign, but he's not lighting up the scoreboard neither. So we definitely need to work a little bit more on our offensive scheme. As far as our defense is concerned, I think they're going to keep us in games. Now looking ahead in the schedule, we got Patriots, Bills, Patriots, Bears. At best, my guess, we're going to end up with a record of 7-4 and four after that series of games. Because we should split with the Patriots. Tough ask to beat the Bills, let's be honest. And the Bears we should beat. So 7-4 and four is a lot better than what we were thinking of early in the year. So optimism, I'm feeling it. And I hope all the Jets fans are in Jets Nation. But I can't say that I'm not a little concerned about the Brees Hall situation. I mean, in my eyes, the guy looks like he's going to be the rookie of the year. I know. And look at the touchdown he ran yesterday. I mean, this guy's a world beater, man. He is he is awesome. So I don't want to get cut off like I did last week, so I'm going to make it short. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. These Jets are not believing in the old philosophy of the Jets. Even Zach Wilson said it. That's when I got cut off last week. That we weren't around when the Jets were losing. We don't know what that's all about. Nope. So the bottom line is just keep your head positive. Jets Nation, believe, because I do, and go Jets. Jay. T-T-S, Jets, 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 Woo! go! Love it. Love that energy from our guy, Constantine from Florida, to get us hyped up. Uh, yeah, I think it is. Obviously, there is going to be some concern uh, for not having Brees Hall. That really, really stinks. But you want to talk about the next couple of games. There's, there's some tough matches in here. New England. Buffalo, New England again, and then you have Chicago. I think you should go two and two through that stretch. I think you split with New England, beat Buffalo. Uh, I wish split with New England, beat the Chicago, and lose to Buffalo. So that would put you at what seven and four. That's a pretty nice spot with five games to go. Or no, six games to go. They play 17 now, Matt. Not a math guy, never claimed to be. Not having Brees stinks. James Robinson, I think, is a nice fill-in. Robinson, Carter, and you know what? Zach's going to have to step up a little bit. They're going to need, we're going to need to see some more out of our guys. So let's get into, before we get into the next voicemail, a word from our sponsor over at BUSR, BUSR.com slash Matt to sign up to gamble on the NFL. They are the official sports book of Matt O'Leary and why. And right now they have a 150% free play for first deposits up to 2,500 bucks. If you want to get in on the action, I've been cashing with the New York Jets the last few weeks. Did it, uh, did it against Denver, did it against the Packers and also did it against who the heck did they play before that? Who the heck did they play? Miami. There you go. Yes, we, we are cashing right now. Things you just absolutely love to see. Uh, it's been a ton of fun. So get in on the action at BUSR, the official sports book of Matt O'Leary and why Mario is up next. He's calling in from Jersey. He wants to talk about uh, some Zach Wilson sophomore numbers and what the Jets record will be at the bye. Mario, what's going on, man? James from New Jersey. Oh, James from New Jersey. Oh, my God. Google uh, Google Voice has Mario listed as Mario. 
I should have listened to the message first. That's my bad. James from New Jersey is calling. He wants to talk about the bye week and Zach Wilson in his sophomore year. Sorry, James. You know what's going on, man? It's James from New Jersey. I tried to call you last week, and I just got busy. So I'm back here. How's Love it going, it. man? Um, listen, we're on a winning streak. I can't believe we are six, five, or five and two. I don't know. I'm losing my numbers. But we're winning. That's all that matters. Uh, I hope this uh, Brees Hall thing isn't as serious as we thought it was. We'll see. Seems like we'll get uh, Tucker back, and we'll see we'll get Corey Davis back eventually. But uh, we, need to, we need to step up. Now, here's my main question. I wanted to call you in about this last week, but I totally forgot. Uh, number one, um, would you be comfortable with taking, you know, and I'm, unfortunately, I hope I'm wrong, I'm taking the two, uh, the next two games as L's for New England and for Buffalo. Would you be comfortable taking five and four going into the bye? I mean, obviously sign me up. If we can sneak out one of those wins in the next two weeks, sign me up as well. But I'm considering five and four before the bye. Not before the bye. Next one of business. I'm pretty sure in the past, I asked you to compare uh, Zach Wilson's rookie numbers with either Sam Donald or Josh Allen. I forgot. But hear me out here. Is it possible in this episode where if you get this call, you can compare Zach Wilson's so far sophomore year numbers to Josh Allen's sophomore year numbers in the NFL? Because I don't think Josh Allen did that much either in his in his second year in the league, but we did he you know, he managed the game and he played when we needed him to play. He he played when he needed to play for Buffalo. And the same thing Zach Wilson's doing. So, you know, what are those numbers from year two Josh Allen compared to so far year two Zach Wilson? And do you think, you know, eventually he breaks out eventually year three? Thank you, man. I hope you get this. Hope this isn't a, a loaded question. As always, go Jets. Talk to you soon. Yeah, appreciate that, James. Thank you so much for uh, checking in with us and calling in here on Just Jets. So a couple things. Uh, I really want the win against the Patriots, so I'm going to say no to the 5-4. and four. I want 6-3. and three. That's really what I want to see at the bye. Um, hell, maybe 7-2. and two. But let's say 6-3, and three, I think, is probably a, a realistic ask. If they do go 5-4, and four, that is still uh, a big Im- improvement and, and happy, and I'd be relatively happy with that in the grand scheme of things. But coming out of the bye, I would expect to win on the road in New England. I think more of the story, you got to be 6-4, and four. Probably going into the Buffalo and going into the Chicago game would be nice. I think that's a, that's a good goal. And right now uh, you have Zach Wilson at a 57.43 completion percentage. He's throwing for 173.3 yards per game, one touchdown, two picks. So over a 17 game pace, that's just four touchdowns to eight interceptions. I think obviously the, Passing touchdowns would need to come up. That's not really uh, going to be comparable to uh, to where Josh Allen was. Uh, 73-6 rating, a 6.86 yards per attempt. Um, and then let's do for Allen. In his second year, it was 58-8 completion percentage, 193.1 yards per game, 20 touchdowns, 9 picks, 85-3. Rating. Obviously, year three is when he took that massive step, went to 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns. But uh, if Zach Wilson ends up playing, we'll call it how many games would that be? He missed three. So it'd be 14 games for Zach Wilson. Can he get to 15, 16 passing touchdowns? 
five or six passing touchdowns, get the uh, interceptions rather, get the yards per game up around 200, maybe a little over 200. I think eventually that's the one that's most likely to come up. Allen rushed for a bunch of touchdowns too that year, though, I believe. I think he had like, yeah, he had nine rushing touchdowns that year. So I don't know if if Wilson's going to get that many, but touchdowns have to go up. I will say I like that Zach's not turning the ball over. That's a plus. Uh, let's do Nick, who is calling in from Georgia, and he wants to talk about uh, Michael Carter and Zach Wilson. Hey, Matt. So I'm calling you on a uh, Monday, Victory Monday, for the fourth Monday now um, in a row, which feels pretty good. But this is Nick from Georgia. Nice. Um, just wanted to get into a couple things, and I'm probably going to rant a little bit, so That's I do fine. apologize. First of all, Brees looked awesome. Uh, the fact that his season might be over is just crushing more for him than I think it is for us in general just because, you know, he was on pace to, you know, have a 1,000 yards and have 500 yards receiving, and he was definitely on track to become in rookie of the year. Um, so I definitely feel bad for him. Um, now, if the season is done, I see a lot of people on Twitter talking about, like, oh, let's trade a third, you know, third-day pick for a veteran. And I don't think I'm, I'm okay with that, to be honest. I think Michael Carter can carry, you know, a big part of the big part of it on his shoulders. And then call up Donovan Knight from the practice squad. I'm pretty sure he's still there. Call him up. Let him and him and Ty Johnson duke it out, you know. And I, we all liked Donovan Knight in the pre, you know, preseason. Thought he was the, thought he should have made the team over the likes of Ashton Davis or Ty Johnson. So call him up, let him play. Um, and then the third last thing I want to get over, and I, I'll try to make this quick as possible. I promise. Zach Wilson, I know he hasn't he hasn't been phenomenal. He hasn't, you know, there hasn't been that that seventy yard dime, and there hasn't been, you know, just these these amazing games by him. But when I look at what he's done, especially yesterday, he's going up against a top three defense in the league. Um, so for us, to, we, we knew going into the game that it wasn't going to be a four hundred yard performance by Zach. We knew this. So for us to act surprised when he didn't throw a touchdown or when he had a couple of those off is just mind-blowing to me because I saw one guy on Twitter, I'm not going to name any names, but he was calling a pull Zach at halftime. If you put any other quarterback back there, name, not uh. named Lamar Jackson or Zach Wilson, you have 15 sacks that game. And just the fact that, yeah, I know he had that one dumb play where he tried to do a little too much, but – the dude can just is so good. He's like Johnny Manziel, but with better arm and a better potential. So can we please just all relax? It might be a bad take by me, but the dude's going to be in the top three defense. We knew he wasn't going to light up the stat sheet today. Just the fact that he hasn't he's gone three games without an interception. He's not doing stupid throws, you know, and risking the game. And that's all that matters. Anyway, love you, Matt. Like as always, go Jets. On the Patriots, let's go, baby! <laughs> Thank you so much for calling in. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the pa- eventually that the passing touchdowns have to come, but I agree. I don't know what people were expecting against the number one pass defense in the NFL. That is the hardest team in the league to pass against. They have not allowed a passing touchdown since Week Three. I don't, I, I don't know. They they won. They they won the game. It's not like he threw. If he threw four picks, we're ta- it's a completely different story. That's a major major issue. But that wasn't the case. That's not what happened here. It's uh, 
it's a bit much. I, I, I get the frustration from people. I, I really do. I can't lie. Um, and I, I'm glad they added James Robinson because while I like Michael Carter, I don't love Ty Johnson and uh, Bam Knight behind him. Now, Bam Knight as RB3, good with, but that's a big ass to have him kind of be the number two back behind uh, behind Michael Carter in that spot. So let's go Nick from DC next, who wants to talk about, oh, I have for the note here, two truths about the Jets. Okay. Hey, Matt, it's Nick from DC. So I just wanted to talk about two things following the Denver game. First of all, I think there's like this rift between the, the fan base. I, I think two things can be true at one time. The first thing is that this team is winning, and that's awesome, and that's all we wanted, right? Last year, we just wanted meaningful football in November and December and not to be out of it by Halloween, and we are squarely in a four-game winning streak, and that's awesome, and I'm so happy about it. And then the flip side can also be true. Zach does not look good. That game was awful. Yes, that was a great defense he was playing. Absolutely. I wasn't expecting him to throw for 404 tutties, but geez, dude, hit the open guy. Hit the open man. I don't, I don't care if, yep. you know, I'm playing Richard Sherman and Deion Sanders and Darrell Revis. If the guy's open, he's open. Hit him. So both things can be true. I'm so happy this team is winning. And yes, I do kind of want Zach to, to play better. Of I do. course. I think he needs to step it up. Um, I mean, he looked great, you know, in the Steelers game. I, I think he played pretty well, you know, in the, in the end of the, um, the, the game after the Steelers game. Miami. Anyway, both things can be true. And then the last thing I want to say is for the fans that are calling for, for trading for a running back to, to replace Brees, I, I, come on. What, what are we talking about here? Unless, unless it's like, you know, a seventh round pick or a sixth round pick, please don't give up a fourth for Jamal Williams is not going to push us over the edge to be a playoff team. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> you know, I mean, Kareem Hunt doesn't guarantee a playoff berth. <laughs> you know, let's kind of settle down. It just sucks to see Brees go down. That, that's really what it is. So, anyway, those are my thoughts. Uh, but really, uh, congratulations on going full-time co- content creator. Do a great job, Matt. Thanks, and go Jets. Thank you. I really appreciate that. It means a lot. I'm having a blast doing it. Love doing as much content, and it helps when the Jets are winning. The Jets haven't lost the game since I made the switch, so you're welcome. <laughs> A um, couple things. Obviously, I think that's completely rational to say about Zach. He needs he needs to play better. If he plays ten, 10 more games like he did against Denver, that's a major issue. My stance on it is I think he is going to play better as the season goes on. We saw that last year. Uh, obviously, the four games, I think he's had two pretty good games and two not-so-great games, which is not uncommon for a 23-year-old quarterback. I mean, not uh, all the second year quarterbacks have struggled at points this year. Trevor Lawrence has looked good, and then he's also looked horrendous. Mac Jones has looked really bad this year after having a really good rookie year. Justin Fields has had a roller coaster season. He was fantastic last week against uh, the New England Patriots, uh, but a stunk in, in, at other points throughout the year. That, I, I'm. I don't know. I, I, I just get frustrated with the people who want to pull the quick hook on Zach, but we're so willing to give Darnold chance after chance after chance. Darnold got three years, and I think Zach is going to get the same. And it's going to be a, ne- a big 10 the big ten game test for him down the stretch, but they're, they're winning games, and he hasn't hit his stride yet. So it kind of just tells, tells you what they can be once he does hit that stride. I think he does. 
Let's go to Liam calling in from Staten Island. Wants to talk about if the injuries can lead to them making some uh, interesting moves going forward. All right, cool. Hey, Matt. This is Liam from Staten Island. What's up, man? This has been a rough day. This has been a really rough day. Not only am I under the weather, but all these injuries, just rough, rough day for the team. A very, very sad victory Monday. But... On the bright side, you know, you got to look ahead. We're 5-2. and two. We're a solid team with a solid defense. I think this may be a blessing in disguise. Now, hear me out. I feel that if you are Joe Douglas, your team is 5-2, and two, you have to treat yourself like you are a playoff contender, someone who deserves to be there. Saul has been saying it all year. We've got to act like this is normal, act like we've been here before. If you are Joe Douglas, this is the excuse to go out Make some trades, make some moves, bolster this team, get a big lineman, get someone that's like genuinely solid in this league, get a running back. Doesn't have to be, you know, a Christian McCaffrey type, but someone like Kareem Hunt who can fill in at RB1 and you'll still have Carter at RB2. You can make moves on offense now and you can rationalize it out by saying, look, we're five and two team pushing for the playoffs. We dealt with some injuries. I did what I had to do. If, for some reason it blows up but to kind of just admit defeat and be like all right we'll ride with who we have this season and you know we'll push through i just don't see that benefiting this team in the long run i feel like you almost owe it to the defense they've been so good this year that you owe it to them to bolster the offense and give this defense and the guys who are still healthy on offense a chance to compete for a playoff spot so let me know what you think on that. I think we should make some moves. Doesn't have to be crazy, but at least something to repair all the damages that have come this weekend. And as always, J-E-T-S, Jet, Jet, Jet. Love it. Feel better, buddy. Um, love that energy. Let's let's keep the positive energy going. I'm glad that they were able to land James Robinson. I think he's going to be big. The Jets want to run the football. They've made that abundantly clear. And losing Brees Hall sucks. I'm incredibly bummed out about that, but... I think you can get by with with Robinson and Michael Carter. And yeah, Zach is going to have to step up. This, it's been a common theme in this episode, and that's okay. You're 5-2 and two with a winnable game at home. Division rival. Crowd should be going bananas at MetLife. Bananas at MetLife Stadium. And uh, yeah, I mean, some of the some of the injuries, obviously, is, is a little bit frustrating. And we'll see what they end up doing going forward with it. Maybe they add some offensive line help, too. Defense has been good. Defense is definitely a positive. Let's close with Ben from Jersey. He wants to talk about the Brees Hall's injury and its impact on Zach. What's that? It's Ben from Jersey. What up, dude? Obviously, the other day we heard the terrible news that Brees Hall and Elijah Vera Tucker, probably our two best players on offense, are going to be out for the season, which hurts considering the team is 5-2 uh, and two and Looks like they're on their way to their first playoff appearance in 2010. Um, seems like we can never have a nice thing, right? Even if we're winning. But um, the James Robinson trade makes um, makes life a little bit easier for Zach Wilson. It's, he's not Brees Hall by any means, but and Carter can perform a very solid uh, running back tandem. But Carter is more of a shifty um receiving back and um James Robinson's just a powerful bruiser can bully you at the goal line. But I just want to talk about the trajectory for the rest of the season and how the the second half of the season is a very 
is a very good chance to see what Zach Wilson is made of. Because Brees Hall was the engine of the offense. He was, ever since um, Wilson came back from injury, Brees Hall has had a, a touchdown in every single game. And he um, took a lot of the stress off of Zach Wilson as he played the role of game manager in the last um, few games. And he's received criticism for that because we want to see our quarterback throwing for um, more than 120 yards a game and he gets some touchdowns. The great thing is they cut down turnovers, but he, but um, especially in the Denver game, he just didn't look – I'm going to be um, honest about it. And the Packers game and the Dolphins game, he looked pretty um, confident as a starter, even though he didn't throw for touchdowns, but – the Denver game was just a mess overall. One, because the offensive line was also getting manhandled, and um, we dealt with a, a slew of injuries with Brees Hall and Tucker and Corey Davis, and a certain someone just didn't want to play for the team. But that's a story for another day. So I think um, I hope Zach Wilson takes this opportunity to really show the world what he's made of because we haven't truly seen it. Um, in the statues, sure, he's 4-0 as a starter. And wins are wins. I'm not going to discredit it. But I want to see a Zach Wilson game where he just lights it up. Sure. That would be the most satisfying thing for me to see because as much as I love winning, it's a tiny bit concerning that Wilson isn't putting up the numbers that um, most other quarterbacks have been putting up. So I'd love to see a performance where he throws for maybe like 230 yards and two touchdowns and no turnovers. That's something I would be happy about. But as long as we're winning, life is good. We're five two. Got the Patriots this week. Hopefully, um, hopefully we can um win. That life is going to be probably the loudest it's been in twelve years since the uh, opener with Mark Sanchez's first home. I mean, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be amped, freaking amped up, man, as it should be. In in the Patriots' losses this year, I wanted to pull up uh, some of the numbers. Obviously, we we talked about uh, what Justin Fields did on them. Uh, he went 13 to 21, 179 yards, a touchdown, a pick, 85 2 rating. He also rushed for 82 yards and a touchdown. He was very, very effective against the Patriots. Uh, they beat the Browns. They crushed the Lions. What about the? Uh, let's go to the Packers. What did we see? From the Packers, we saw Aaron Rodgers go 21 to 35, 251 yards, two touchdowns and a pick, 89-1 rating. Uh, let's do previous game. Lamar had a big day, if I'm not mistaken. 18 of 29, 218 yards, four passing touchdowns, a pick, 107 rushing yards, and a touchdown. Um, for that, you had the Steelers, so they won that game. And then the first game of the year, what did Tua do against them? Tua went 23 of 33, 270, a touchdown, no picks, uh, 104-4 rating. So can Zach Wilson get to 245, two touchdowns, something like that? That'd be really nice. Um, and hell, if it, I here's my hot take. There will be a game this year where Zach Wilson hits 300 passing yards because uh, that's the number that people pe- keep pointing to that he hasn't hit yet, but he's going to get there, I think. So that's going to do it for me on this episode, episode 140. Thank you so much for tuning in. We had a very busy episode, but that's going to do it for me. Please make sure wherever you are listening to the show to subscribe, leave a rating and a review. Really helps out a lot. Leave a comment, share with a friend, tell your best buddy, tell your worst buddy, everybody involved. Thank you so much. I'm Matt O'Leary, and I'll talk to you next time.